If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning into this special Dose of Leadership episode brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank on the Equity Bank series where we focus on entrepreneurship and leadership. And today we have Alan Fee, who's the president of Fee Insurance Group. Love his leadership style, love the business that he's in. Fee Insurance Group was unique. I mean, they've been around since 1883. And it's a third generation family owned business about to transition to the fourth generation with Alan's son coming on board. And it's amazing when you think about it because family-owned businesses usually don't make it past the second generation, third generation. Man, the statistics are amazing uh, if anybody survives it, but they're going strong and they're different. When you look at some of their values and what they stand for, their culture obviously is based on delivering a great customer experience, but it's that personal touch, you know, particularly in this high-tech world. They focus on relationships and they focus on delivering value. It's all for them, it's all about adding value in every transaction. And if you're a listener of the show, that sounds awfully familiar, right? I mean, that's the basis of leadership. If you're going to be a leader of influence, it's all about how can you start adding value. And that's what's great about Fee Insurance Group. Again, founded in 1883, and it's just amazing that they're still around. And uh, when you listen to Alan, and you listen to his beliefs, his culture, how he, why he came back in 1984 after going to Kansas University or University of Kansas. It makes sense. I mean, he's a leader, the type of leader that we talk about here that I think we should strive for, that I talk about a lot on this show. And I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Uh, we talk about the dynamics or the challenges of a family-owned business. We talk about how sports played an important role in his uh, leadership foundation. Talks about even now in his late 50s, how he has to be intentional about it every single day. He has to develop those personal habits. He has to work on it every single day. And that's so true. Leadership never stops. It's a journey that goes on day after day after day after day and every day until you assume room temperature. And uh, anyway, I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation with Alan Fee. Again, this show is brought to you by Equity Bank where we're focusing on uh, this entrepreneurial leadership series, Dose of Leadership. I'm proud to have them as a sponsor um, because Equity Bank is different too. And their team knows what it takes to start and grow a business. And it's been exciting to watch them grow into one of the fastest growing banks in the Midwest. They're now listed on the NASDAQ exchange and they got locations, of course, all across Kansas, but also in Oklahoma, Missouri, and Arkansas as well. And clearly this team at Equity Bank knows how to lead for growth. If you feel like your current bank is more of a follower than a leader, then I want you to check out my friends at Equity Bank. Work with them. They really understand your needs. Go check them out. 
at equitybank.com. Thanks for listening. Now let's join our conversation with Alan Fee from Fee Insurance Group in this special episode on Dose of Leadership. Alan, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for coming on the show. Great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. You're a Hutchison boy, right? Yes, in, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, what sir. was the dream back then when you were starting out? Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I wanted to coach football. And uh, I, I went to Hachai, I went to KU, and uh, actually uh, uh, was the middle of five, and really nobody else was planning to come back, and so I ended up coming back. I did get to coach football, high school football, for a couple of years as a Rule 10, but uh, then really got to coach my kids, which is the greatest thing, so... Well, so did you play? You played football all through. I'm assuming all through high school. Uh-huh. And did you play in college? I did not play in college. Did no. not play in college. My kids you, did. I did not. Yeah. But you were going to want to be a coach, right? I did want to so. coach. Yes. And so, what brought you back to the family business? I mean, how did that happen? Um, you know, I was at a point in time where my dad had brought his brother out, and he was he was pretty well burnt out, and he was looking for a little a little juice, and it was the right time, and so. Uh, so, like I said, I'm the middle of five, and it didn't appear as though any of the other kids were going to come back. And so, so I, I made the move. It's interesting because you were saying in the pre, pre-recording that this is a fourth-generation business, and that really piqued my interest because, man, statistically, that just doesn't happen. It's really cool, um, and it's what we're committed to. And um, my son joined six and a half years ago, which he was the fourth generation. We have purchased agencies dating back to 1883, so wow. there's a legacy oh dating back a long time. Uh, the history you could see on our website, which is pretty cool uh, if you're into that stuff. But uh, yeah, we're we're committed to the fourth generation and beyond. How does it? What are some of the the inherent challenges? Obviously, as as a family owned businesses, I, I mean, I've worked in one and I saw what the challenges were there. Um, what did you do? I mean, what have you intentionally done to to kind of mitigate some of those challenges? I think you know, culture maybe is an is an overused word. Um, you hear it in sports themes. You hear it in business. You hear it all the time. But culture is culture, and and what it is is what you create and what you commit to. And so I think we have we had a foundational belief, certainly working with my dad for a long time uh, in how you do things, how you treat people, you know, how you do your business. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hold truth to those foundational values. And and uh, that's our culture. We find people that fit that culture. And if they don't, and that's OK, but it just it just doesn't work. You know, and I love the intentionality behind that statement, you know, and, and uh, I, I can't believe, I mean, I, I can't overemphasize the importance of taking that time to find those individuals that fit the culture. It's not an easy process, though, is it? I mean, it it's takes not. a while. And as we've grown, as going back through the numbers, we've, uh, in the last six years, we've had 73% growth, um, which I just kind of went through those wow. numbers here the last week or so. And we're not a big business, for sure. We have 35 employees, but we've got plans because we think we'll look different than others uh, if we remain committed to uh, the the culture and the foundation. But uh, three years ago, we hired a a coach that uh, is committed to family business, and he's a he's a very good. He's a national level coach. He's a he's a very good investment on our part to keep the family the family and the family business the family yeah. business. There's an assessment process that he takes us through with everybody within our agency and before we ever hire anybody to, to see and make sure those cultural behaviors match up before you ever even uh, move forward. And it's very, it's been very, very good. Man, that's a, a kudos to you for doing that because, you know, I, I look at a lot of businesses and 
and know that that don't take that step, right? They just kind of assume like, well, we, we've we've had this level of success. I mean, why do we need someone to help us navigate through these, these family things? Well, I have watched in my 35-year career a lot of friends that had great agencies, great shops, and they were planning to, you know, transition as well. But then they got to that point where people wanted out and they hadn't done the things that you need to do. It's a process. Mm -hmm. And so this is all part of that process, strategic, uh, strategically and, and behaviorally and culturally. And so he, he is a guide. I mean, we have to carry it out, but uh, it's another set of eyes that's very good. You know, because you think about, uh, and I worked in a family business and, and I remember the challenges. Uh, and I think back to even uh, family issues where it's different. It's if you and I work together, and I disagree with you, you know, and, and we're not family. I can come up to you and say, "Hey, Alan, what the hell?" Mm-hmm. You know, can you? It's harder to do that if you're my brother for whatever reason, right? Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, when uh, like you, I mean, I'm a big. Uh, believer and studier and leadership and, and mentoring and coaching. I mean, it's yeah. all about coaching and, mm-hmm. and uh, doing things the right way. But early on when I read about family business and the things that failed family business, it's about entitlement. Yeah. And there's all we got a lot of good folks in our business that aren't part of the family right. and, and maybe future owners um, as long as they believe in the foundational values and the culture yeah. and live it and yeah. can teach it and coach it. Yeah. Yeah, you think about I, – I remember um, a friend of mine, he coached family uh, uh, businesses as well in this. And he says, you know, it's one thing you – know, and he had a real situation where it just seemed to make sense that the oldest son would take over the business. But the youngest daughter was the one that was the most qualified to run the business. And so he was helping navigate that sticky situation. But Everybody has, um, you know, behavior traits – putting those folks where their strengths lie mm-hmm. the best for the best of the business is the key. Yeah. And that's one of the things the assessment process and our coaches has, has helped us. You take the, uh, the, the personal and the bias out of it with, with family. I mean, we're all biased with our kids. Right. You know, none of them can do any wrong. That's right. You know that. So, um, uh, you take that out of it and you say, oh, okay, let's let's get a success path here for the person and for the business. You know, I think it's important too as a family, uh, as an owner of a family business, when you and you mentioned it, when you find that talented individual who's not a family member, that they can be just as passionate, you know, even though it's not, we're not blood, they can be just as passionate, like you said, if they're living the culture. And, and to, ha- to have that awareness and know that those individuals do exist, right? We call it carry the flag. Carry the flag. And, and they do exist. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about some of our, of our new folks that, uh, that are with us that are not part of the family. And they do carry the flag. They do believe in the culture. That's why they came to us. That's right. Because they believed in that culture they found out about on, on their own. And everybody's looking for something different. So you have to find the people that are looking for the things that are important to you that are important to them. That's right. And I contend that people, when we talk about engagement and getting people motivated and this and that, and you know this from being passionate about coaching and sports, you know, I can't motivate you to do anything. You're going to want to do it. You're going to want to have to carry that flag, right? 
Correct. So what is the job of the coach then? And I contend that it's to make you believe you're part of something bigger than yourself. I think that is probably one of the key jobs as the coach, the leader, CEO. What do you think about when you hear me say that? I totally agree. I mean, uh, you know, part of coaching is helping them get reach their own personal goals yeah. because they're carrying the flag, but they've got personal goals too. And how you can help them grow, how you can help them develop, how you can help them um, uh, gain the things personally that they're wanting to gain yeah. out of the the entire deal and showing them a bigger picture I mean I think is really big with with people that are younger and um, we live in a society of, of instant gratification yeah we all want it now I get that um, so being patient enough and and growing people and helping them grow and giving them what they need I mean you're right you got to have your own sort of source of motivation, yeah. but but there's got to be a support system in place. As Absolutely, well. and if you have that right leader, that right coach, it can and it can extract it out of you. And I think that's the key word. I was talking to one of my, um, uh, when I, he, he was a coach that was. We all had coaches and people that were kind of instrumental in our path, right? Mm-hmm. And I had one that was a rowing coach, and mm-hmm. he got promoted to this dream job up in Jersey. And I rode, you know, 30 years ago, but I just called him to congratulate him and told him, you know, how much he meant to me and this and that. And, and he said something that I remember him saying 30 years ago. He goes, you already had it in you. He goes, I was just showing you how to extract it. Pulling right? it out. Yeah. And that's what, that's what leaders and coaches do, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They also lead by example. Oh, yeah. Um, um, you know, that's, that is one thing that I guess as I've watched through my 35 years in the my career is, you know, those people that I want to be like, that I want to emulate, those that I don't. Yeah. And they're just as strong. Yeah. And sometimes um, you can learn more from I think from that bad example than the good sometimes. So if if you if you want if you want to talk about work ethic with your new younger people that are highly motivated, you got to show them the work ethic. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you you, you can't yeah. you can't be a a, a nine to four guy and and yeah. uh, kind of just get by. So. Um, that's all part of it. Isn't that the? Isn't that such a simple piece? The lead mm-hmm. by example, and how many of us miss that mark? You know what I mean? Uh, takes a lot of discipline. It does. I mean, it? you know, um, if you're grinding it out, uh, it takes discipline to want to do it every day. It's I mean, an, I don't want to do it every day, but it you do it every day. Yeah, it's an, there's an and uh, when I say that about leadership, there's an intentionality behind it every single day, no every matter day. what, how experienced, how old. Every day you got to fight that dragon beast, laziness factor, selfish pig in you, whatever. You got to fight <laughs> every day, man. Every day. It's there. There's lots of distractions, and yeah. there seems to be more and more distractions today, certainly than there was 20, 25 years ago. So, yeah, um, yeah it's good. How do you see? What do you, you individually? How do you see yourself as a leader? What what type of leader do you want to be? What do you strive for? I'm 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 a big time lead by example guy. And, and I, I always have been. And, um, you know, you can show people and tell people. And, but getting in the trenches is, is how um, I mentor coach. That's how I raise my kids. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll, they're almost all raised. My youngest is 21 today, and I think they'll tell you that. And um, I think that's what people really appreciate. That's what I appreciated. You know, everybody's got their own way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I had things that others didn't growing up. I had a good, good, good parent set, a good family base. Mm-hmm. So I had some things in place that, that, that others didn't. And my kids did. So 
I get that, but you can take things for granted, and I try not to do that. And I'm so. Yeah, I, the lead by example thing. I know we we're, we're talked about this uh, a lot already, but I, I think it is a foundational leadership principle. I mean, setting the example is leadership 101. Um, and I don't know why more people miss it. I guess the distractions, but again, you know, asking people to do things that, you know, that don't ask people to do things that you're not willing to do yourself, I think is important, right? Exactly. And I think too, we get caught up on this word delegation thinking like, well, I, that's not my job anymore. I don't want, you know, Mike, if I don't like how the toilet's being cleaned, I'm going to show you how to clean the toilet, is I guess is my point, right? No matter my position or title. Right. You know, I'm going to get down in the ditch with you and show you how I want the ditch to be dug or the best way to dig it. I'm not going to stay there necessarily, right? It's the whole teaching a man to fish or feeding him fish, right? Right, right. One of the early years that that I was coaching, I had a great coach that was the co- coaching. He was He was the offensive coordinator. And one of the first things he said was, I was young. I mean, I was 27 years old. He said, don't ask people to do things they can't physically do. Mm. But find out what they can do and make them be really good at it. Right. You know, but but you can't ask people to do things that they physically cannot do or mentally cannot do. But you, there's always something somebody can do to be a contributor if they want to bad enough. And then you got to bring that out of them. Yeah, it's a great point. I think a lot of times we try to make leadership kind of a, uh, a checklist, check by the numbers. I've had many leaders say, give me the checklist to be the great leader. And I'm like, what? There's no checklist. You got it. Like you just said, you got to, you got, it's, it's all about the people business, right? You got to be in love. To me, it's the difference of, uh, are you in love with the act of leading or the idea of leading? And there's too many people in love with the idea of it. Most people will know, will be able to tell you who good leaders are. Yeah. I mean, they, they will carry themselves in a manner that people want to follow and people want to get behind and people want to work for and, and win with. And, and so uh, you've, you've run into a, a, a dozens of them as have I. And so you just try to take those, those traits and, and you try to do your best with them. You know, growth is not an ever-ending journey, and yeah. that's what I tell my kids all the time. And I'm 56, and I'm trying to grow every day. And yep. I get up, and I work at it early in the morning And because there's always something you can get better with. There's always something that, that needs to be tweaked. There's always something that needs additional time and effort put into it, certainly me more than anybody. Yeah. Uh, but I'm committed to that because I do believe growth is a never-ending journey. Hey, we're about halfway through the conversation, but I wanted to take the time to talk about my good friends, the sponsor here of the special series at Equity Bank. Have you ever noticed that most business bankers seem to really understand just one thing? It's banking, right? And not a lot about business. It makes sense since most banks were built generations ago and now they're often run by caretakers, not business builders. Well, it's not the case here at Equity Bank. The bankers at Equity Bank didn't inherit a bank generations ago. They built one of their own. They know that building something takes expertise, vision, and hard work. And over the past decade, they've built one of the region's fastest-growing banks by working side-by-side with customers, with entrepreneurs, with leaders in communities all throughout Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. Recently, Equity Bank was listed on the NASDAQ exchange, which gives them even greater capabilities to take on those big deals that growing businesses need to keep on growing. So if you're tired of talking to bankers who've never really ran or owned or built a business, then I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you talk to my friends at Equity Bank.
Thanks for listening to this show. Let's get back to the conversation, this unique and special series on leadership and entrepreneurship brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. I say it on almost every show, and, and but I like to emphasize it because I think it is the sweet spot. And if there's anything I talk about on the show, it's that where the intersection of that intensity of will, that competitive spirit, that drive of, of wanting to do some, something of significance combined with that humble, teachable spirit. And where that Venn diagram intersects, that's the sweet spot we that's should it. always be striving that's for. That's it. That's it. You've be- got it. Because if you go one way or the other, you're, you're off kilter, you know. If you're just kind of a passive humility guy and you don't make an impact in the world. And I think we're obligated to make the place better than we found it. And, and you hit on something right there. Uh, not everybody wants to give back. Yeah. Not everybody wants to help people. Not everybody wants to help things. So uh, if you're going to make something better than than how you found it, which is what you just said, you're going to have to give back. You're going to have to give back to people. You're going to have to give back things. You're going to have to reinvest. You're going to have to do those things. If that's important to you, it's not important to everybody. Yeah. But it seems like it should be <laughs> the obligation to make it better, right? And the world would be so much better. If well, we just- that's the foundational belief. You know, that is the foundational belief, but not everybody, you know, lives things that way. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, when we talk about our business, you know, I'm in a really competitive industry and there's a lot of good insurance people out there and there's a lot of good insurance agencies and, and we're not the right fit for everybody, but for those folks that we are the right fit for, we're a really, really good fit. Yeah. And there's going to be a really good experience for that client and there's going to be a really strong relationship built and a bond built and but it doesn't mean we're for everybody and we understand who we are you know what i mean i think that's also important too well this yeah the self-awareness piece i mean if you're not aware i i mean i tried to particularly in my 20s and 30s and i I thought this is what i have to be and it was all external thinking this is what i got to be like to be a great leader and it wasn't until i got real with the self-awareness of who i was right? What my strengths were, what my weaknesses were. And then not focusing so much on weaknesses, playing in my strengths. I think that was a little big learning curve for me too, right? I've spent too much time trying to fix weaknesses instead of playing in my strengths. Absolutely. Right? You know? Yeah, totally believe that. Totally yeah. agree with that. But the self-awareness is, is tantamount. But what? who are you looking for? What is the ideal client for, for fee insurance? What, what are you looking for? Oh, well, uh, you know, um, <laughs> In a really competitive business, price is always a thing that everybody's got to be competitive in order to be in the game. So uh, we really want uh, people that do want – that do value trusted relationships mm-hmm. and do value um, uh, the foundational values that, that, that we believe in mm-hmm. and want to gain a good understanding of their programs, their needs, uh, the things that uh, they're not um, – uh, that they that they may be missing, and so those that don't want to take that time and gain a good understanding probably just aren't a good fit. Those yeah. that want to buy uh, low dollar, I, I totally get it. You're you're out, but probably not a good fit. You know yeah. what I mean? We're, we're, you're looking for long term relationships. So, you know, you're going to be part of my life for a while. Is, is what I'm. Hearing. What's really cool about being in a business that that my dad and grandfather and uncle were in is. We still got clients that have been there for 50, 60, 70 yeah, years. So we still have, you know, 85 year olds coming in that have had their insurance with us since they were 
30 years old, and I'm going to tell you what, they get our attention. That's cool. And we get up and we get to work and we take care of them and they appreciate it and they value that. It's cool. That is cool. It's not big stuff, but it's cool no, stuff. No, but that's the stuff. That, I like it's that cool stuff. It's cool stuff. You know what I mean? That, that retention, that legacy, that loyalty, uh, there's something to be said about that. Yeah, and I, I remind people, I said, this, this lady's been a client of ours for 65 years. She just recently lost her husband. She doesn't have a clue what's going on with her insurance. Help her out. we got to get we got to get to it. Our folks get it. They're, our our yeah. folks are great. They're awesome. They get that. They We've got a lot of long-term employees that some of them still were there when my dad was here and they worked with my dad. So they get that, and yeah. they know that has not changed, and that's really important. Yeah, I love that. I love that stuff. I love that, you know, those small – you said you had 35 employees previous conversation where you just had the same type of thing and just have that kind of um, – you get the right people who understand the culture, the fit's right, you take care of the folks, you take care of the client. I mean, it's just cool. You know what I mean? It's cool. It, it, there's a lot of cool things. You know, we've got corporate clients that have been with us uh, 40, 50 years. Yeah, and and um, some I'm thinking of right now was one of my dad's best friends and he's 86 years old and, and I've been working with him since I moved back 35 years ago. And that's cool. That is cool. I mean, it's really, really I cool. Like and you really want to make sure you do a great job every day for them. You see, then it becomes, it's like, like I say with all this, and I, it was one of the early lessons I had, you know, in business when I was in my twenties and thirties and I was thinking it was about making a name, a mark, and this and that. And you're forgetting about, it doesn't matter what the product is. You know, it's accounting, it's selling insurance. When you see that you're impacting lives or you're, you know what I mean, you're doing something bigger than yourself, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, I that's, think that's why we get into business. That's why we get into leadership, right? That's that's a, that's a great point, that there, 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 there are uh, more important things than making money. I mean, <laughs> For you know, sure. You know, we've got to make money. We've got to be profitable to keep reinvesting and growing a business. But there are more important things. Well, that's why I like the, the analogy thing. I mean, we say it's like, oh, it's like a family business. It's kind of like it's less that you're like a family. It's it's more like you're a professional team. You know what I mean? It is. I think I think a lot of people that have been with us for a while uh, feel it's a family too. And, yeah. you know, when you – when you go to work, you spend a lot. You spend as much time up at your work as you do with your family. Yeah. Oftentimes, sometimes more. So, um, again, it's all about the culture that that you want to have and create. And everybody's entitled to their own culture that they want to create. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, who are the leaders you look up to? Oh, of course, my dad was 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 a great leader. He died when he was seventy one. He he came down with. Uh, uh, leukemia and was dead in six weeks. So, so he was still, still active. And, um, so he's been gone for 15 years, but there's a lot of people, the Dillon family, uh, uh, all those folks were great leaders, taught a lot about humility and, you know, a giving back and community spirit and not just to your community, but Dillon's did an awful lot of things for the state of Kansas. So they still had that presence about them and it's it's really cool but there was a lot of leaders in the Dillon companies when I was coming back that were good um, Mert Sellers has, has been a has been a guy that uh, I'm talking locally here and so um, and I know Wichita has just had great 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 leaders through the years and continue to get great leadership to do uh, things that have been able to grow this city it's pretty cool to see what about personal habits and stuff? What do you do intentionally at this day? You're 56. What are you doing now to make yourself a better leader? Uh, you know, uh, I get up at 5 every day, mm-hmm. and I go to bed early. And But at 5 o'clock, there's about a 45-minute window there where 
where you know I'm 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 having my quiet time. Yeah. And then after that, I work out, and then after that, we go to work. You know, that's great to, that you have that. Um, I haven't always had that, and I and I I beat myself up because it's you know I think okay I'm going to do this, I'm going to get up at five, I'm going to journal, I'm going to exercise, and, and I never fully realize it. And I beat myself up, but I think sometimes I now I just start right. I start with a gratitude, like a, a little prayer of gratitude yep. or yep. something. Yep. And I, I guess that's my point. If you start small but dream big, and but you got to have that morning routine. I think is my I, point. There is a routine, and then I I take a break. So Friday I give myself a break, and that's the day I, I take off. And uh, weekends work things around, but you know Monday through Thursday I'm fairly disciplined with that approach. And um, I tell our young folks. It makes a difference. Man. Make make yourself a disciplined approach. Discipline goes a long way in a lot of different things. So um, it's been good. I've done it for years and years and years. It makes a difference, right? I mean, st- I, uh, I know the days I don't do that, that, that intentional kind of morning, whatever it is, you know. Oh, it, absolutely. It, it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. What what about uh, challenges or, or times that you've seen yourself kind of back against the wall, what I call those in-the-mud moments, and, and you pulled yourself out, anything? How did you do that? What, what sustained you? Well, certainly when my dad got sick, um, I would say, you know, that was a pretty rough six weeks. It mm-hmm. was in and out of the hospital. He was only out for five days, but but we were back and forth. I was 41. I had just turned 41, and so was the senior member of the firm at that point in time, and we were a lot smaller firm. But um, my dad had a lot, a lot of friends and 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 associates um, through the years, and so um, close family that we are. Um, you know, it, it was a hard, hard time. Uh, you know, it happened pretty quick, and it was a hard time. But um, I, you know, um, <laughs> I finally had one of my very best friends. Probably about two months after his death, said, "Hey, you didn't you didn't get shortchanged, man. Snap out of it." And so. Sometimes you need to just kind of get shook up a little bit and grab yourself and go back and um, get back to work to doing what he wanted us to do, which was grow that business. That was a really, really important thing to him, that business and how we did things. And, and so uh, that's that's an easy thing to fall back on each day. That's interesting that, you know, as you were kind of going through your grief and then it's kind of the obligation that or the realization the awareness that you're standing on his shoulders and you got to get to it that helped you kind of get through the grieving process is what i'm hearing yeah but and, I, and, and i'm blessed i haven't had a whole lot of hiccups i mean i haven't yeah. had a you know we've had you know some things along the way in business that have have brought about some challenge that you'd rather not deal with but um you deal with them i mean yeah. you grind and i mean if that's that's one thing that i you know i try to um uh, pass on to younger folks is you got to be a grinder. Yeah. I, I, not maybe not in every business, but certainly in this business, you got to be a grinder. It's not a you got to grind. Yeah. You got to get in. You got to grind. You got to be disciplined. You got to do your things, and you got to do it. So that's an interesting point. I'm glad you said that because I think it's um, um we're sold a bill of goods. I think as we're in this culture in this society that you know oh well, if you do this things will be smooth. We're always looking for the smooth way out. And to me, it's like, mm, there's always going to be a level of chaos, uncertainty, and fear. And if I always know that's going to be there, then I'm going to, I call them the slaying dragons. It's like the amateur is shocked that there's a dragon to slay every day. The professional celebrates when they 
cut off the dragon's head. And you and I may celebrate, hey, look how good we did it. And, and then we know tomorrow there's going to be another one. may even be the same one, but we're okay with it. And so I think it's a difference of if that's the reality, then I'm going to put my limited time, energy, and resources into being a dragon slayer instead of trying to make things as smooth as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, I think there's always – I'm not an overly talented guy, so i got to be a really good grinder, and I'm a really good grinder Yeah. at whatever I do. And, you know, as I tell you, there's always going to be somebody better. There's always going to be somebody bigger. There's always yeah. going to be somebody with more money. There's always going to be somebody with more leverage, this, that, the other thing. Just do what you do. Grind. 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 Focus on – um, what you need to do each day in order to bring value to what you're doing. And if that's your focus and you can't – because if you can't bring value, they don't need you. So right. if you can focus on that, all that other stuff can go away. Amen. That is such a salient point. You know, people always ask, well, how can I become a leader of influence, a person of impact? Focus on adding value in every transaction. Absolutely. Because they don't need you if you can't. That's right. That's absolutely right. And if people, they're so worried about the external, they're so worried about planting the flag or getting the external. You gotta be a grinder. You've got, it's less about the talent and it's more about the tenacity. Always. The person that always succeeds and wins is the one that didn't give up. It's not always the most talented or the smartest. There's no question. It's always the one that that didn't give up. And that person doesn't always win, but that person will always be in the game. They'll get up again. Yeah. Right? And they're in the arena. And I think that's the other point too is, is you got to be in the arena because it's easy to sit there and bitch and moan and criticize in the stands. You got to be in the arena, and that's what being a grinder is about. Right? You know, you got to enjoy what you do too, and right. and that's a big thing. I can tell you, you love what you do here. You love mm-hmm. what you're doing, and you love meeting people, and you mm-hmm. love doing this thing and learning things. And you probably gain out of every one of these deals. You walk out the door and said, "I got something out of that." Oh deal. yeah, that's sure. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you love what you're doing. If you don't love what you're doing, find something that Absolutely. you want to do. Yeah, you can't if you. Yeah, that's the whole about being the grinder part is that you better be grinding in something that you want to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you're not going to like what you do all day, every day. No, no, no. Um, so you got to grind through that and just enjoy what it is and remember that and focus on that. I think it's true. Is, is, and that's where the awareness piece is important because you got to find out what you're good at, right? No question. And if you're good at it, play in that lane and grind in that, and you'll be amazed at the opportunities that present yourself. Right? Yeah, no There'll question. Be, the doors will come to you, and you're like, well, do I go through it or not? But they wouldn't be there unless you're grinding in that. No question. Strength no stuff. question. Oh, I love this stuff. What's, I do too. What's exciting about fee insurance? What are you looking forward to in the next uh, year, five years? The, the exciting stuff is the hard stuff. The hard stuff is, um, you know, uh, staying focused on purpose and mission, which is uh, to retain the legacy and remain a family-owned, independent-owned uh, Kansas business. And uh, that takes reinvestment. That takes investment in talent, and technology, people. And so that's a recruiting uh, deal, and that's an investment deal, and you got to be patient with that, and you got to be disciplined yeah. on uh, what you do and don't spend money on. And so, but it's exciting. We're, we're excited. As I look and watch some of the young people that are growing, it's really exciting. It really is. And we think, well, like I said, there's, it's a competitive business and there's a lot of great firms out there and a lot of good people. We think if we stay focused on the mission and what we want to do, we're going to look different. And you want to look different. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I'm excited for you. I mean, I, I can't imagine if I was young, 
in trying to get in this business, it seemed like it'd be a great organization to work at, you know, having the mindset, the culture that, that you seem to be emanating in front of me here. It seemed like it'd be a fun place to work. Well, I appreciate that. We think it is. And, you know, like we've talked about earlier, I th- we know who we are mm-hmm. and we know who we work for and we know what the purpose is and the mission is and we know what our values are and we, we uh, stay with those. And so for those people that that's important, it works out great. Yeah, awesome. How can people get in touch with you and learn more about you? Uh, so www.feeinsurance.com is our website. You can learn about our history. You can see our people that are that are great, great folks. We've got a great team. Uh, we have very, very little turnover, thankfully. And uh, so it, it's a great place. Man, I'm so excited to meet you, and, and uh, I look forward to staying in touch. But uh, thanks for coming on the show, Alan. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for listening to this special entrepreneurial and leadership series, The Dose of Leadership, brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. Make sure to subscribe to Dose of Leadership where you can hear more great stories in this unique and special series. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a listen to all of my Dose of Leadership podcasts, all of my episodes, and see why Fortune, Entrepreneur, and Inc. Magazine all recommend this as a must-listen. Dose of Leadership features candid conversations with amazing guests, leading high-performing experts and organizations, large and small, all over the world. Find Dose of Leadership on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and go ahead and visit doseofleadership.com where you can find out more information about the show, myself, my speaking engagements, my keynotes, live seminars, and my mastermind events. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.